Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of October 15th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, with me as always, Filter Court. Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. How has it been going with you? What's been going on? Ooh, not a lot. Um, I'm kind of like in, I don't know, like the end of Act 1 in a couple games right now. Um, Pillars of Eternity, Detroit Become Human. I uh, mm-hmm. started playing around with... Um, you know, like I, I briefly got into like City Skylines just to have something to do for, you know, 40, 50 minutes, something like that. So I right. haven't really been uh, getting anywhere crazy yet. I know um, I, I'm probably like in the beginning of Act 2 in Detroit. So okay. my uh, my scheduling is starting to all come into play here. I, I should be able to. My plan is to beat Detroit, um, which will get me a spot where I can get back into Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, that's probably something I should do as well. Yeah, or maybe I'm, I'm when you're more, like, mm. I was gonna say maybe when you get back into it, I'll jump back into it as well, and we'll have like okay. Because like, yeah, I feel like Origins will be a good like time killer. Um, yeah, I have heard I've heard good stuff about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I think you know we kind of hit on it last week when we were talking about it coming out and everything, but like. It's just, uh, I, like, honestly, like, the setting seems really cool. Like, that that period of ancient Greece, it's kind of similar to the setting as Assassin's Creed Origins, as far as I know, like, time frame-wise. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, the, the, thing that really, the thing that really got me is, like, I haven't seen anything that said... Like, I've seen people say, this game's fantastic. This is a cool mm-hmm. game. Um, definitely go play it. But the highlights always seem to be more joke than it is, like, this is actually an awesome game to play. Like, the highlights mm-hmm. are, look at me taking this photo of me jumping over something on this fucking unicorn, because some people got a unicorn for pre-ordering. Uh, or, uh, all of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, statue dongs rated in order. Uh, I saw that one. That one made me laugh. Yeah. So, I mean... I, 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 yeah, I read the article. It's very uh, enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's like it's definitely interesting. I I've heard now that this is the same Assassin's Creed team that did um, Syndicate, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Syndicate, was uh, awesome. it's just yeah, yeah. It's super weird to me that um, Assassin's Creed like clearly did not learn their lesson of like releasing stuff too quickly, too back to back. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a good. Yeah, these two were really close to each other, um, and that was uh, really gameplay wise, they, conceptually they wise, time frame wise. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I don't think yeah. it was an. I think they were just they had two stories, and you know, had two. Uh, they had two stories, like two irons in the fire, basically, and mm-hmm. they wanted to get both of them done. And then I think by that time they started looking at the time frame, and they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, we shouldn't do that again." Yeah. And that's when they were like, "Okay, we're gonna stop. We're not gonna do that." So, um, yeah, it's um. <laughs> Grim says he's super happy <laughs> with it, not bothered with the unicorns or climbing statue dongs. I mean. If it's there, you know. Damn what what was the first uh, <laughs> what was it that hung dong that I was super excited about like four years ago? Oh man, what was that? That it was, was uh, it was order order eighteen eighty six. Oh yeah, and then they did it in um, Conan, 
the uh-huh. more recently. Uh-huh. I remember talking about it on there too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's really brave to just have like cold, uninteresting, flaccid dong on screen. <laughs> it's a really powerful artistic move. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, after that, that'll okay, that'll get enough. me onto um <laughs> Hopefully that will give me a good bridge onto Assassin's Creed Origins. That's a good time filler until Red Dead comes out, and of course the uh, we're, break we're, it early test app for uh, Fallout. Yeah, we're we're closing in. We were just talking about that a little bit ago, mm-hmm. uh, and on the my asshole's closing in too. Red Dead. Hell yeah! It's gonna be nuts, man. That's gonna be the like state of my toilet, red and dead. Yeah. Yep. It so yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I mean. At this point, I'm now, like, we're close enough now that I've, like, shut off all Red Dead, like, media coverage. I don't want to yeah. hear anything. Like, I want that game to hit me like a ton of shits. I so, yeah. yeah. Um, I, feel like it, I feel like it's going to. Like, it's, I mean, Rockstar is one of those studios that, like, like I can pretty well trust that their game is going to be amazing. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's a multiplayer or non-multiplayer, because they do their own thing. Like, it was the other day, um, I was talking with Ashley and I was like, yeah, Red Dead comes out uh, the 27th. Mm. And she's like, it comes out on a Saturday? And I was like, Rockstar does whatever the fuck Rockstar wants. Yeah, I mean, like, they, um, they're definitely not nervous about that kind of shit. No, not at all. Um, I, th- I think there was something like, uh, maybe the digital comes out a little sooner or something. Um, look into that. Yeah, um, but th- that one's going to be good. Um, they, they, of course, sparked a decent amount of controversy when they um, announced like a collector's edition like version of the game, but it didn't have mm-hmm. a collector. It didn't have the game with it. It didn't have the actual game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like shit. And they're like, "This is just for collectors, asshole." Like, yeah, it's literally yeah. just for collectors, <laughs> people who don't want to play the game, who just yeah. in real life want to be a cowboy. Like like Grim was saying here, he's not sure he wants to be a cowboy. Which we had talk, I talked with him a bit about that before. Um, he's just I, I don't know. He just said that he wasn't too interested in. Well, first off, setting you're an outlaw. Like, okay. So you're like an evil cowboy. So I want to get that on the record. Uh huh. And secondly, I thought British people are supposed to love cowboy shit. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't have enough information here. To deliver yeah. what we need delivered. My grandfather, my dad's dad, like, huh? was not a big... He didn't watch a lot of movies. He didn't really read, like, any book series. Apparently, he was super into Western novels only. He didn't watch Western movies. Really? That's highly weird, isn't it? That's interesting. Yeah. I feel I like... I didn't know Western... could read. <laughs> okay. So, you're learning something. Um, but, like, Western novels, I feel like, would not be that exciting. I mean, does it read? I feel like I don't know why I just went to. It, it reads like a. Uh, it reads like a like a journal. Like mm. today, I ate some corned beef. I think I got diarrhea. I prepare. Yeah. I'm preparing to expire in two days. Whew. Like I feel oh, like yeah. that's the that's the good how that goes. Um, Cool. Yeah, man. Anything else? You said Pillars of Eternity, uh, still going through this, and what you're preparing to. Yeah, I'm still really early on uh, Pillars of Eternity. Um, yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins, that's pretty much it. I mean, I've been uh, kind of playing around on mobile. Um, 
but uh, not not really a lot. Um, I'm playing some old like tower defense games that I've beat like six times before. That's really the only thing I'm into on mobile, other than Pokemon Go. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, me personally, um, aside from playing uh, Fortnite, I've also been playing um, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon Four. Um, that continues to be an awesome game. I don't have anything really new to say about that. I think I said most of my piece last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in the spirit of uh, October and Halloween. Um, jumped in and have been playing some Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight. Um, so I figured it might be a good time to do like a little compare and contrast. Friday the 13th, I've talked about it before. I've played it a lot before. This is just kind of getting back into it. Um, this was actually the second. Like I played Dead by Daylight first and then this, uh, but this one's mm-hmm. more fresh on my mind. Um, it's a... Uh, I mean, it's a fun game. I love, I love the concept, but I love the concept. I love the setting. I like the characters. I like the building. Um, okay. But the, the game itself, looking back, feels clunky. Mm-hmm. Really clunky. Like you spend more time. Like if you're playing as Jason, you spend more time running around and trying to grab a camp counselor. Yeah. Than you do actually, like feeling like you're stalking people. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, it it pulls me out of it because it just like it doesn't work the way that it like should, yeah I feel there's something that's well off about it um, but that doesn't like take away from the fact that the game does deliver a good scare it's one of those games that um, can like it can actually instill a bit of fear in people mm-hmm. because. Jason can show up out of nowhere and get you. And that's, I think that's really interesting. Um, Yeah. I mean, we ran a few last night and I had played one or, or I, I hadn't played it in a while since. Um, So, you know, this one, like I said, is pretty fresh, Um, but the character, you know, uh, like not really progression, but you do gain levels as, you know, a player, and then you unlock new characters, tons of interesting kills and, you know, new unlockables. So it makes it kind of worth it to keep going and keep mm-hmm. playing. Um, mm-hmm. But you do kind of hit that, that like peak of now I'm such a high level. It's going to take forever to get to the like next thing and unlock the next character um, or get the next thing that I want for this character. Like it might be an outfit or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But all in all, this game's I think it's really good for a company or a studio that started off as a Kickstarter, as like a fan thing. And then yeah. they got the rights. That's yeah, for sure. super impressive. Um but like switching gears and going to uh going to Dead by Daylight. Um mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight is it's um I, I don't want to say it's fun. But there are things about it that's fun. I like, um, I like the different settings, and I think a lot of it has to do with how you feel, um, how, like how you feel in, like in the setting. It doesn't. This game doesn't instill fear like Friday the Thirteenth does. Yeah. You have a you have a clear cut goal, and the goal is not be captured, repair generators, escape. That that's like mm-hmm. it. Um, 
but there are things that just don't make sense. As the killer, you can you basically knock people down until you know they're injured, and then you pick them up and place them on a hook. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, these demons, like Adam, with like um, kind of remind me of like spider legs, come from around okay. this hook, and they're trying to like stab you. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then when they do stab you, they just pull you into the sky. Um, I, I, I don't. I, it doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> that's kind of cool, I guess. It. I don't know what that's about, but what I do like about it is that there is a defined goal, whereas. Friday the 13th, people generally get confused. Like, mm-hmm. what am I trying to do? What am I trying to find? How do I get out of here? And it's like, in Friday the 13th, you either want to get the fuse and call the cops. You definitely want to mm-hmm. contact Tommy Jarvis as well. Um, you can get battery, gas, and keys and start one of the two cars, usually two cars, or a propeller mm-hmm. and take one of those things of gas and you can get in the boat. Um, so huh. there are different means, but they don't explain them at all. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I like, I don't know. After I'm all, after everything's said and done, I definitely like Friday the 13th more. And I think it's because of the actual scare factor and then of the actual amount of players that you can have. You're playing with eight players on Friday the 13th where you're playing as with five mm-hmm. on, um, Dead by Daylight. But Dead by Daylight does have a, uh, uh, I think it's a procedurally generated thing they call a blood web, and it gives okay. you random things like a random perk or item or something like that. That's uh, interesting. But yeah, it's um, I, I had never played Dead by Daylight until recently, and it was uh, it, it was uh, it, it felt clunky as well, just like Friday mm-hmm. the Thirteenth. So I'm not sure if it's a problem with the game. I don't know why it would be a problem with the style of game. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know why, but I do love the killer variety. They have a mm. lot of different killers. They have Freddy, they have um, Michael Myers, they have, like, a Hills Have Eyes looking hillbilly, a nurse. Nice. Um, yeah, they have a good a good selection. Huh. But That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think between the two, I think my my pick uh, for the better game to play probably for the month, uh, not just because it's free this month too on PlayStation Plus, but because I I don't know I just I, I think it's all around better is mm-hmm. Friday Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Yeah this this style of game is really interesting. I don't see why it wouldn't you know be fun or interesting or whatever like it seems like there's such an issue with getting this kind of stuff to run and getting the like um i don't know the rights and everything that you need yeah seems to be a huge problem that's what they're having problems with now friday at least Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i don't know how they labeled the characters in dead by daylight Mm-hmm. Um, I think they labeled them as something different and then made the characters in the likeness. Right. So it's not Freddy, it's like hook handed man. <laughs> yeah, something. there yeah, there's no like there's no lines, there's no um Yeah, it's just like what the character looks like. And I think there's probably some physical differences that 
mm-hmm. you know, differentiate the characters so they can't do anything about it. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, if, if you have uh, a decent group of people to play this with, I think either game could be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, go check those out, especially, um, especially Friday with it being free for the rest of this month for PlayStation Plus. I mean, you really can't, really can't beat that. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Um, I guess that will... Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it for all the stuff we've been playing. You know, aside from... I know you mentioned Pokemon Go a bit. Been playing that as well, mm-hmm. trying to get the shinies that they keep pushing out. Um, and then, like, inevitably not finding one and missing the opportunity, like, with uh, a female Nidoran. Mm-hmm. Good times. Um, but, yeah, uh, we don't have anything monthly. Uh, of course, we ran through PlayStation Plus games with gold um, and uh, Twitch Prime. Twitch you can check. Prime, yeah. um, I think that would be last week's episode. Did we run through all that last week, or was it the week before? Uh, we did Twitch last week and everything else the week before. Okay, yeah, um, you can do that, or you can always head over to uh, Facebook.com/backslashMammothGamesInc to check all the top news and video game stuff is there. I always do the PlayStation Plus. Uh, line up for the month, uh, pin it to the top of the page so you guys can see that. And everything that we talk about here, you can see over there first so you can chat with us and, uh, you know, cast your opinion and then join us here kind of at the end of the week for a nice wrap up. And uh, after you've had a chance to simmer on your opinion, you can talk about that. Um, as sure. well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Um, or other stuff. Uh, what Next week we do have um, the conclusion to this arc for Tremulous. Yeah. Scheduled. Yeah. Um, which is the tabletop um, Cthulhu and Cthulhu and Lovecraftian inspired um, mm-hmm. uh, tabletop game. So think like D&D. Um, yep. And uh, and, you know, anything else. Sometimes when I go live, I post it over here on my personal channel, so you can join me for that, too. Uh, but let's jump into games releasing. These games are releasing October 15th through the 21st. Um, and we will... Do you want to take the first one, or do you want me to? Sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so we'll just dive right in. On Tuesday, the 16th of October, um, we are looking at the release, finally, of Adult Swim Games' Death's, Death's Gambit on PS4. Um, I know we've talked about this, um, so I'm wondering maybe if it came out early on PC and it's now coming out on PS4 as well. Yeah, let me um, look into this. I know we talked about that, it. Yeah. Um, but the, it's basically a, um, you know, it, it's it's very similar to, yeah, this uh, you out. know, Dead Cells, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, this says it came out on PS4 and Windows on August 14th. Yeah, I see that too. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure this could be. Graham was playing this. Maybe it's a uh, maybe it's an extra edition came out or something. Yeah, maybe, or maybe it came out for Windows. Maybe it was. Um, it is on Windows? Steam and it is on Steam and GOG. So yeah, maybe it came out on PS4 first and now it's out on Windows. Yeah, not sure, but um, it's still a cool game. Um, yeah. it. I, I love the art. Yeah, it's a. Uh, kind of hard to explain it's like an action platformer that mm-hmm. metroidvania yeah it's like it's a metroidvania role-playing action platformer yep. with pixelated 
like like a two D uh, pixel graphics. Um, <clears throat> their art style for like their cutscenes is really wispy and nice too. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the cutscene stuff. Yeah, it's almost like Diablo. Yeah, Grim could weigh in on this one pretty good. I'm pretty, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I think he had played this one quite a bit. He's really been on a tirade of playing uh, indie, like indie games. Yeah, which yeah. is which is cool. It's very it's very different from for him. Like from back when I remember first talking to him, he was really big into AAA, and then he just mm-hmm. got onto that, which is which is cool. Yeah, I have that same cycle. Right. Cool. Um, um, and similar to that, sort of in the similar like brutal hardcore vein, right? The For Honor Marching Fire expansion, uh, also on Tuesdays, coming out for PC, PS4, X-Boner. Yeah, I didn't know where to put this one. I didn't know if we should put this in games releasing or if we should just pop this into like news, like, hey, this is coming out. Um, yeah, and this, of course, is including like a large free, um, you know, just like a big patch. It's essentially DLC-sized uh, that's adding some more content and stuff. And then the paid expansion is getting you the new... Uh, you know, explicitly new content, not just balanced tweaks or whatever. Yeah, I'd really like to know. Um, like, I don't think I'd be interested to play it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I Same. would like to know if they fix their balance issues from mm-hmm. way back when. Like, this game was unplayable when I played it. Yeah. Uh, when I tested it, it like even the yeah, I was in on the beta or maybe alpha, and it was yeah. like. Yo, there this was is a huge problem. There was one class that everyone yeah. played, and, and it would <laughs> yeah. kill every other class. So the only way to balance it out is to play the same class as everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the before and after for graphics is really good. Yeah, um, that's yeah. a really good update, and that's one thing that Ubisoft is doing right. They mm-hmm. could have. Ubisoft's been really good on on all their games of supporting it long term. Yeah, this is one of those games that I looked at it and I was like, okay, they're gonna make it and. It's not doing well, so they're probably going to kick this shit to the curb. But they mm-hmm. haven't, and they've continued to support it. And that's why I'm like, it'll be interesting to hear a bit more um, yeah. about this. And I like the fight style. The you have the you have to switch between like the three ways you mm-hmm. stand to defend and attack. Yeah, it's cool. cool. I mean, it's definitely um, you know, ahead of release, I was super interested in it, and then it just didn't really work at launch. And now I don't know if I'll ever get back into it, but. Uh, we did just get it free. Yeah. On uh, several... I mean, it was on PC during uh, E3, right? PS4 yeah. recently. Um, I think it was available on Xbox One at some point. So I think pretty much everybody has this for free at this point. All right. Um, so we'll keep keep on moving right along. Um, also coming out on Tuesday the 16th, uh, for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC from WB Games, Lego DC Super Villains. Um, these are getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot. There's been a lot of Lego games. Um, there's a lot. So this is pretty much the flip side to what I would imagine like the Lego superhero games are. Mm-hmm. You just play as the villains and you destroy stuff. Um, yep. Which There's is like kinda, probably 786 different characters you can play as. Yeah, which is, I guess, kind of cool for those um, interesting parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I like uh, I like the idea of picking the shit out of Superman. I mean, that's that's cool. Good for me. 
Yeah. I'm not a fan. I, uh, I don't know. I couldn't possibly, like, get into a Lego game at this point. Because there's, like, there's so much. They're releasing, like, two or three of them a year. Right. There's just, like, the raw level of, like, insane amounts of content that they're pumping out really, like, is amazing. I mean, this is the inverse of Telltale, right? Like, Telltale would get all these huge licenses and, like, pump out this, I would think, pretty good content, and it just wasn't working. And then Lego just shits out the exact same thing over and over again and makes bank every time, apparently. Yeah, they, they do. So, I, I think I think the difference is they have the... Like, Telltale's market is definitely not geared toward their they, like they have their they have their like audience their niche audience mm-hmm. whereas lego also has that but it's also geared toward kids yeah so i mean you know any parent they're gonna like if they see yeah they get the like, like hardcore fans and yeah. they get um like you said they get a big kid audience they get people that are just into lego in general like um yeah, I don't know. For sure. Um, yeah, in the chat we had uh uh Ra- Raikama. He talked about this game uh, last year, the nightmare. I'm kinda gonna interrupt here for a second. Um mm-hmm. it's a uh it, it's a very similar game to what I was talking about earlier, uh with what I was playing with um Friday the thirteenth and Dead by Daylight. Uh, the, but yeah, last year the nightmare um, is uh, it says Halloween night, nineteen ninety six. A group of teenagers awake to find themselves trapped in a dark, twisted reflection of their sleepy hometown of Forest Hills. Um, so it's basically <clears throat> it, it looks like it's a first person a first person shooter in the style of um, like those survival games. <clears throat> And it looks kind of cool. Um, it, like I'm not sure if they have different like in levels or um, or whatever, but it's uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of the time they're trapped in like a school, yeah, and that someone's like viewing them through like cameras or whatever or tracking them. It looks like we've seen I've already seen like a little variety of um, different killers and mm-hmm. uh, characters, you know, from the really skinny science nerd to the jock to the prom queen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this one looks pretty cool. Uh, let me look. It's looking release. good, yeah. Let me look up a release date on this. Um, they definitely went with like a, a little more of a uh, um they had like a style change that I think gave them all a huge advantage of not having to be like, br- like photorealistic looking. Right. Yeah. They kind of got like a chunky, like almost like comic look. Yeah. It feels like, um, it reminds me of a kind of like the style of like the Batman Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Right. It's um, a little chunky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's just says fall 2018. Uh, it says coming first to discord. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, oh, discord's making that 
curated marketplace. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and it is five survivors, one killer, so it's six players. Hmm. Whereas um, Dead by Daylight has um, five and Friday has eight. Eight, yeah. Um, and yeah, looks like the, the, the same thing, you know, as mm-hmm. we were talking about before, one person plays a killer, whereas five other people will play survivors. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, good call, man. Hmm. That one's something I'll be on the lookout for. It's too bad it like didn't make it here like October. Like making for it Halloween, for Halloween yeah. would have been really ideal. Yeah. Cool. And let's move on. Um, we have Starlink. Starlink um, coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One from Ubisoft. Um, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Uh, to be honest, I don't know a lot, lot about this game. Um, I do know that it has little um, like spaceship toys that you can buy. Oh yeah, and like, rims all over this. Hook them into your. Uh, I think you hook them into a thing that you attach to maybe your controller, like a little dock for the controller or something. Yeah, yeah. and then it just kind of like reads that this is the ship that I'm flying around as. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's definitely a um, like a space pilot game. I don't, I haven't seen anything where they're like outside of their spaceship. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm not too sure. The marketing hasn't been great on this one either. Uh, they've shown off a few well, things on like at bigger shows or whatever, but I haven't seen anything mm-hmm. really outside of it. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's a, a really cool idea. Um, it seems a little late to the game for this, to be honest. Like the Toys for Life thing is kind of played out at this point. So that's my I don't problem. know, like. Part of the thing that gets me is that a lot of their marketing is like, oh, you can change shit on the fly. Like, am I going to do that? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, or am I really going to be in the middle of a match? And it's like, oh, fuck, I have to, like, snap on my, like, turbo cannons to bypass their shields. Like, that is going to be annoying as shit. Yeah, well, it's taking your eyes away from the screen for one. I mean, not only that, but, like, I have to have every single piece that I need laying around me. And also, there's the thing that's like, Oh, am I going to have to, like, am I going to, is the game going to force you to go buy new parts as they come out? Because it's like, oh, you you can't really beat this boss unless you're just super good, unless you buy this thing. Because we know that Ubisoft will do that shit, because I've already heard a billion people say that um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, just immediately, as soon as you load up the game, buy the permanent XP increase for $10, because that's the way the game is meant to be played. Like that ain't good. Yeah, I, I, I heard a lot of people say don't buy the limited edition, the like the first upgrade. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't buy any of the collector's editions. Buy the base game and then spend ten dollars on the XP doubler. Hmm. It's like that is really not a good look. So crazy. I, don't know. I, I can see Ubisoft being a little abusive with this. Yeah, I mean, I looked at this and I was like, man, this is like. I feel like, I was like, is this like 2010, 2011? Exactly. Like, this is like a last ditch effort. This would have been probably, it probably could have done okay if it would have came out around around the same time as as Skylanders. 
Or like the third or fourth wave of Skylanders when it started to really drop off. Yeah. Like this this would have been really like fresh and cool at that point. And that's sort of not long from when it was announced. Like I think it was announced a year or two after that point that we're talking about. So Yeah. Uh but Grim was saying that his uh one of one of his friends has like fifty hours into it and he's not finished with it. But I, Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not I mean Assassin's Creed is something where people are saying um, you know, when you when you hit hour fifteen, the game starts to get good. It's oh, like, I thought you were good. Talking about the Starlink game, I know he has a few friends that. Like, I, that's not out. Magaz- so, well, they write for magazines and they got like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like review copies. Um, okay. so I'm not sure if he's talking about this game or if he's talking about like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> um, either way, I mean, it's all Ubisoft, so yeah. Right. Each right. one of them is 120 hours if you want 100 percent it. <laughs> Oh no, he's talking about AC. It was just I—I I don't think he said anything about it. Anyhow, cool. Yeah, I really haven't heard about Starlink yet from anybody. Yeah, I guess we'll see. All right, and then uh, for the final game coming out on Tuesday the sixteenth, um, it is Warriors Oroki Four that's coming out on the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC from Koei Tecmo. Um, if you ever have played Dynasty Warriors, this is that. Yeah. <laughs> they have like three different um Dynasty Warriors uh adjacent games that are all basically the same style. Mm-hmm. Um so there's a Dynasty well, there's a couple different versions of Dynasty Warriors even, but then there's the Warriors Oroki series here, which is usually like sort of more well known like uh so Dynasty Warriors is what, the the battle of the three kingdoms or whatever in China. Right. Um then there's like Samurai Warriors, which is the same thing, but in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, Warriors Oroki, which is like m- not really in a definitive time period. But here they're basically showing off like a bunch of Greek and Romantic gods. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know where they're coming from or where they're going. And it basically all looks bad. We were making fun of this before the show. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it, like what we were saying, like, I guess in our in our defense on why we were like why are they still doing this is yeah. that that right there why are they still do, still doing this that's the question yeah because like and, and that's what I, my main argument was is that in like in the PS2 era Dynasty Warriors was sick like i played Dynasty Warriors 2 3 and 4 with my For cousin sure. i played Empires 4 i would just i played that all the time so like um i like at the time it was really cool you could have a bunch of characters on screen um, it was really cool to be so powerful and like just run around and fuck shit up. I'm super into that, and it's right. like you but know, it was reaching it, its like limits. Mac is way more technically impressive than any of these games anymore. Yeah, it was reaching its limits there, though. You know, it was like holy mm. shit! Look at all these characters on screen. Look at everything that's happening. They're all independently trying to attack me, and yeah. now it's like we can have like it, it's it. It's not as impressive to say to say that. Well, like I mean, now it's it, it's specifically unimpressive now because you look at like Spider Man, and if you want to talk about like civilians, like people on the ground or whatever, there are, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know numbers, but it appears to be that there's over fifty unique character models, probably in the hundreds, right? Probably. Like I've almost never seen the exact same idiot walking around twice. As I mean, far as I can tell. And if I did, they were so far apart that I don't know. 
I think I think GTA really killed it with GTA their, killed it. Their NPCs, like yeah. these, like some of their NPCs in going back to, uh, I, I would say probably four with Nico Bellic mm. and his brother Roman that just always wants to go bullying. Um, th- well, some of those characters have basically a life. Some of those NPCs they yeah. walk out of their building, which is their home. They go down they go the street, work. they go to get coffee, yep. they go to work, they stay there for a period of time, they leave work, mm-hmm. they get in a cab, go downtown, and then they come back home. And then yep. they might repeat that tomorrow, but that's still but just that's one good. of like yeah. 200 people that yeah. are in the so, game doing that. I mean, when you're playing um, like a Dynasty Warriors game from from uh, Koei here, they're, I mean, in a fight, there's like... Uh, an army of like 20 enemies that you're like, you know, 20 or 30 enemies all in a cluster that you're fighting. And they're literally all the exact same dude. Right. Or like maybe one of two. Yeah. And it's like, that really doesn't cut it anymore. Like these guys are getting away with making a game where they only make a total in the entire game of like 70 character models. Mm-hmm. And it's like for, so again, Spider-Man, I think is a good example because like Koei Tecmo has, it used to have, I don't know about it anymore, but it used to have a similar sized audience to Insomniac. Like, it was a lot more popular in Asia. You know, it would, you know, they, they could self-publish games, but they weren't self-publishing AAA. Whereas, like, you know, I guess Insomniac's broken that. But, um, you know, previously, like, there's 23 Spider-Man models. Yeah. Not to mention how many different models will be on screen at once. And of course, when you're fighting the enemies in Spider-Man, there's like, you know, 30 or 40 total different enemies that you'll fight. Yeah. But I... like, you know, it's it's really weird to like, that they're continuing to just pump these games out. And it's basically the exact same game over and over again. Like Grimm said here, they need a new engine. They need to update the graphics. Because the shit, it looks PS2 still. Like, it looks like they've just hit the early era of PS3 when they hadn't really figured the technology out yet. I think it would, like, lend really well to just hit the drawing board again. Not... not oh, completely to, redo something. Yeah, yeah not, not go back and change exactly how the game, like, works. But mm. it needs new features. It, it well, needs, yeah, they should do, I mean, basically new. what Microsoft did with Microsoft 8, or uh, Windows 8, I should say. Mm. Um, scratch everything, completely throw everything in the trash... And redo it because it, I mean, that makes a big difference. That cleans yeah. up a lot of trash that you don't need. That really lets you know, like, oh, well, we did it like this. Like, we would put enemies on screen using this method. And now we can have way more different, more interesting enemies on screen using this new method that's been developed in five years ago that we just never implemented because we already did it. So, like, right. there's a lot of little tweaks like that they could afford to make. And that would, I think, would, uh, make the games a lot more interesting. Like I would love to pick one of these up, but they just don't meet the quality that they did. And in, 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 to be fair, they weren't good in, you know, PS2 era, 2005 or whatever. It wasn't a good game then, but there was just so little that, that they were going up against. That was at that quality bar that could fit that many enemies that could, you know, this was a time show that, that many particles on screen or whatever. Like, I mean, this was a time when, you know, the, um, like Japanese influence games were such a big thing, you know. Yeah. Like back on like PS2, where you know some of the bigger games that we were playing were like Kingdom Hearts or mm-hmm. um, Final Fantasy 
10, 11, 12, Yeah, 13. like all the Final <laughs> Fantasies. Like, I mean, these were big back then, I think, because of who they surrounded themselves with, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's interesting. Um, so speaking of uh, kind of niche Japanese games, right? Right. Th- like, this whole day belongs to Bandai Namco. Damn. Uh, Friday, October 19th. Kind of, kind of weird. I guess they're not. I don't know if they're competing against themselves. Maybe I was a little quick to say that. Yeah. Because these are different. These are all different games aiming at a different market. Yeah. Uh, um, first up, we have for the Switch on, like I mentioned, Friday, October nineteenth, Dark Souls Remastered. Oh yeah. Um. That's. I mean, that's pretty cool. What? Yeah. What more is there? <laughs> you know, with all these, really, it's pretty cut and dry. Like. So we got um, Dark Souls remastered on the Switch. You know, they've... I mean, that's really cool to have it portable because I imagine that a lot of people will just, like, sit, like, in a (laughs) dank, like, dungeon playing it like a troll. Uh, Um, Which is kind of what, like, Dark Souls wants of you. Um, So, you know, again, like, everything should be on the Switch forever. Uh, The motion controls definitely is a hard no for me. Yeah. No game has ever been improved with motion controls. I do think that could be interesting. Um, to try, but I don't think it would be something that I would do. I mean, it depends, like, ever. does it let <laughs> you trigger things that would normally be somewhat random? Like, death animations. So, like, can you trigger a death animation that normally would just happen because you killed an enemy? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, can I, can I force a automatic kill? I do want to go out and say, don't play this game handheld. <laughs> I know it's good, but if you're gonna play this game handheld, bring set up set up the little stand on the back and detach all your stuff. This game mm-hmm. is very frustrating. Oh, people will start smashing that. People switch. will smash the shit out of their switch. Um, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and be careful. Um, hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Might be time to get in that Smash Smash Brothers. Uh... Switch, so maybe you can just bust this one. Who cares, right? It's, it's the whole reason Nintendo was like, <laughs> oh, yes, please bring your game to our system. So yeah. people fucking destroy their system. And have In to the buy commercial, the they have people throwing Joy-Cons. That's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, same day, still Bandai Namco. Dark oh. Souls Trilogy coming out on PS4 and Xboner. That was so real. In the... <laughs> <laughs> the trailer, the on the shit are playing the switch. A little too real for me, to be honest. Oh, that's <laughs> great! Thank you, thank you, Nintendo. Um, it's about time. So, not to be uh, not to be outdone. Same day uh, for PS4, Xbox, uh, mm-hmm. Dark Souls trilogy is coming out. Oh um, yeah. One, two, three. One, all two, the DLCs. Three. All the DLCs, all in one place. This is a fantastic deal, I think. Um, oh, yeah. if, if you're not sure about Dark Souls, um, I would say do your research. And then if mm. you want to continue, um, look, look, you know, this is the thing to buy. Uh, yeah. It's... The game's crazy, and it has a really tough, uh, like, arc that you have to get over like as a like you have to learn it's not this game isn't about a 
you know, just beating things up. You have to protect yourself. It's one of the only games in the industry yeah, that you have to protect yourself. It's not uh it's not Devil May Cry. It's definitely it's not. got that like yeah. it's got that aesthetic, but like you don't your motions have to be a lot more controlled. You have to be a lot more careful. Yeah, you don't want to be hit at all. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of the that's kind of the whole point. Um so it's like once you get over that and you know that you don't want to be hit, but you want to be able to hit the enemy, and you start looking at the way the enemy is moving and figuring out you're gonna die. There's no way mm-hmm. around it if you know you're not like looking up guides on how to defeat right. bosses. If you're going in there and playing the game like it should be played, you need you need to figure out how the enemy attacks and then mm-hmm. compensate for that and remember. And mm-hmm. it's 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 a yeah it's it's cool it's a very fun game it's a game about building about memory and about watching your enemy's movement yeah it, it's such so. a like extremely cool game like I wish I could get into this I just can't like I will never dedicate the time to like master that like master this like it's just it, that's not on my radar like right. it doesn't port over to anything else other than bloodborne pretty much right and um like this skill is not going to come advantage for me in the future or anything like i mean i uh, guess it's, it's just like i can't i can't dedicate that amount of time to something i guess we'll see what happens with sekiro yeah I it's mean, looking pretty different yeah yeah it's looking a lot different though um, we'll have to see where it goes. I mean, I, I, again, Sekiro is something that I'm looking at and I'm thinking, you know, I may not want to play this at all. Not to say that I don't want to get super into it. Like, this might just be too Dark Souls for me. And everybody, of course, was complaining that it wasn't Dark Souls enough. Right. But uh, it's something that I'm really like, I'm into the world. It's really cool what it's done. Like, it's sort of... um, Like, games have been sort of making themselves more and more accessible over time. Um, which is a good idea. So you get more sales and people can make it harder for themselves if they want to. But in this one, it's like there's one mode and that mode is extremely fucking hard. So it's it's interesting how it was able to get such a huge uh, portion of like mainstream like gamer attention. And it was really able to keep that running through all three games. Again, plus Bloodborne. Right. Um, it's impressive. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting game, whether you're into it or not. For sure. And then the final game coming out, still Bandai Namco, on Friday the nineteenth, uh, Soul Calibur Six. So we, I think we again just talked about this last week a little bit more. Um, yeah. Or the last couple weeks, uh, we really don't have anything to add. Um, they've talked about some of the story mode and some of the extra stuff you can do in it. It's looking the, pretty cool. Yeah, some of the. Um... Yeah, pretty much just some of the little extra, like kind of what you'd expect at the like at yeah, the pretty much the launch window. Line. Yeah, yeah, like look at this little bit of stuff. Um, some great stuff in there. Garalt from mm-hmm. Witcher. Um, Very good. I'm not sure who else they've thrown in there, but a lot. I of think he was characters. the main. Um, he was the main like guest character. The other thing they're really showing off, like you said, is bringing back some old characters that we weren't sure we're going to make it into the future. So right. Oh, the customization uh, looks interesting. Yes, the, like create your own character is dope. Wow! Yeah, and they've been doing this for a long time, but it's it's looking really good now. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely excited to dig into that and make some kind of complete like abomination monster that nobody ever wants to play against. Yeah. Oh, what the um, fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> holy shit! I gotta get out of here. 
I'm not fighting that. It's like when you like. It's like when you have a and Hulk pants. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) A really bouncy afro. Extremely good hair physics on that afro. Yeah, but, uh, it's like when you get like a level 99 Mewtwo and you name him like Bulbasaur. So it's like your opponent's about to use Bulbasaur and you're like, oh, I can fuck this up. <laughs> and then Mewtwo comes out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the character customization is looking really good. I'm excited to dig into that. It's usually pretty cool. The story mode's usually pretty good. So sure. I'm excited. Yeah. This will be the first one I played since four or three, maybe. Since Yoda Invader. So, um, was that four? Yeah, I think it was four. So that would be three. would be the last one I played then, because I didn't play that one. Okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that, it's looking good. Yeah, that uh, Soul Calibur wraps up uh, our games releasing from October 15th to the 21st. Um, if there is anything in there that you think that we should have mentioned that comes that comes out during that week, let us know over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. We'll pop it into next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have anything for uh, alphas, betas, demos, trials, and stuff. Um, yeah. But we do have one pre-register for Assassin's Creed Rebellion for iOS and Android. Um, yeah, that's looking kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, it has a like a chibi design. Um, mm-hmm. The pre-register, you know, I'm pretty sure the game's just going to drop as free. Um, and I, I can't tell exactly what it is. It says build your brotherhood. It has um, different rooms. It looks like there's training going on. There's forging. Um, and I'm thinking this is like a home hub. And then you leave and you get to kind of just go from place to place, like assassinating or fighting or, you know, depending on how you enter mm-hmm. from um, yeah. with this strategy, like 2D platformer. Uh, mm-hmm. but November 21st is, um, the day if you pre-register, you get some special, um, rewards when the game does finally come out, um, including a character, weapons, extra currency, all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um, so go do that. It, uh, you know, I wasn't like, this is like the best thing ever. Uh, so, but I mean, it, it looks yeah. like at least they're like, Ubisoft has made this problem in the past of like, oh, well, just make, like, as good of graphics as possible and as similar looking as possible and put it out on, you know, mobile or whatever. And that's, like, that doesn't work. You have to make a different thing. And this looks like a different thing. Right. So I, I think that um, that gives me a lot of hope on it. For sure. Cool. Uh, and with that, like I said, didn't have too much there. So we'll jump into the weekly news. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't have a ton here either. There were a few cool things that cropped up, so uh, we'll take a look at all that. Um, yeah. First up, we have Borderlands 2 coming to PlayStation VR. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Launching December 14th. Yeah, that looks really cool. I was really excited to see when uh, the character like held their hands up. Mm-hmm. And you could see all the way like up to the elbow. You could see like oh, a, yeah. a, a heavy portion of hand. And that that Mm -hmm. was really cool. Uh, Whereas, you know, usually in VR, you have these like little invisible hands or they're even, they look just like the remote that you're holding. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was a cool like departure from that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, it's pretty much the game that you, um, that you played, you know, way back when, when Borderlands 2 popped. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, the biggest new feature to Borderlands 2 VR is our take on bullet time called BAMF. Badass mm. mega fun time. Oh, that's it. That's the one. 
Um, it gives you uh, the speed and reflexes of a rabid skag, allowing you to dodge bullets, pull off 360 no-scope headshots, and even use your action skill to fight off hordes of bandits, bully monks, and whatever else Pandora throws at you. Um, mm-hmm. So that's interesting. One of the things that it's removing is multiplayer. Okay. That's so, kind of weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we've... I, like, I, I just don't know the details on how uh, multiplayer and VR really work hand-in-hand. Hand. Is, is that something that works hand-in-hand hand well? I would imagine not, but... Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Um, so I don't know if, like... It depends on what the hardest thing to run on, um, you know, what's the hardest thing to run on VR? Is it the player that's moving in 3D, which I think it is, or is it the world? You know what I mean? I, I think the difficulty, like the, I don't know, the the spot of contention is, um. You know, it's it's the the actual character's body in the world, which is very different than mm-hmm. um, in other games. Like typically, you know, for Halo, let's say the world is the hard thing to render. The graphics, it's not hard to pop the first person gun on screen. You know what I mean? And like the player moving through the world is not a big deal until they're hitting boundaries and you have to load a new area or whatever. But in VR, I think the player is the difficult part. I think that's something that is a big change in kind of how it runs. I agree. And this is, uh, and like a lot of, I notice a lot of VR games use like tokens of where I'm going to mm-hmm. jump from this place to this place and this place to this place. Right. Like, like ground tokens. Um, yep. And I think that saves, points. yeah, that saves a lot of. Um, exactly. It'd be a really lot of hard. Resources. And, and yeah. I, these guys aren't doing that. So. Right. I feel like. So that, mi- that might be why they can't do the, the multiplayer thing. Cause having to render that like two or three or four times. The game just probably couldn't run it. Yeah, like so, we'd need way more powerful. Uh, it's still a cool step, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's weird that they did pick two of all of them. Like, why wouldn't you just hop in on one? Why wouldn't you hop in on one? I mean, yeah, it has version. the like graphically, it's you know the weakest. So, hmm. yeah, that's probably true. It did the least. It yeah. So like one pioneered a new look. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pre-sequel was like fucking with physics and shit. So yeah, it's, well, it is it, one also gave us Cage of the Elephant, which is a good band. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're actually made up of all people that live in the Borderlands world. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Um, Grim says he wants a new Borderlands. Keep an eye out. I think 2019. Uh, when I feel like there's going to be an announcement. Yep. Very soon. Um, these guys have been working on this since uh, ever, forever. Mm. They've been working mm-hmm. on this so long, and I know they have a big team, so I'm expecting something kind of revolutionary from Borderlands 3. Yeah, I, I mean, they know that um, they can't just put the same thing out over and over again. Right. Like, we're going to have to do something new, and I think they're, they've been getting that ready. Uh, so we'll definitely see something pretty soon, I think. Sure. All right. Um, All right. Yep. Yeah, so um, I guess sad news, but, you know... It has to happen eventually. Um, Greg Stafford, a kind of, you know, a famous, uh, famous? Kind of like, I think, not as well-known um, game designer. Uh, has passed away at age 70. And this is going to be like, this is going to be something that's going to be happening increasingly more often. 
which is kind of weird to think about. Like game, like people who are early game pioneers are going to like die of old age, <laughs> which is totally weird. Like, um, you know, it's really weird to think that like the industry is getting old enough that people are aging out. Like, yeah, I mean, he, we're... he didn't like, yeah, they said it was uh painless and quick. Like he just died in his house. So like, I mean, that's the ideal know, way. Yeah. That's how I'm going to die for sure. But that's because I don't leave the house. <laughs> um, it won't be peaceful. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah, we're getting to that time of like the people who created, you know, great, like, great designers. How long, does, and, uh, you know, how long does Will Wright have? How long does uh, Sid Meier have? Maybe another yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So, then, um, yeah, Greg Stafford, um, he, he founded uh, Chaosium Incorporated, which was a um, kind of a, well, he founded it in 1975, so keep that in mind. There's a lot of pen and paper stuff that he worked on. Um, famously, they made the Call of Cthulhu RPG. So, you know, he directly worked on that, as far as I know, um, the early versions. Um, he made uh, RuneQuest and HeroQuest and the um, Glorantha like, campaign setting that has appeared in a lot of other stuff. He's written fiction. Um, there's, like, you know, the company sells, like, art from their books and stuff. He's also worked on 13th Age uh, Basic Role-Playing, uh, B-A-S-I-C, which I'm sure stands for something. Um, he worked on a Mythic, uh, Magic World, Nephilim, Super World was not as popular. And then uh, they've also made a couple uh, tabletop games. But he has really worked on a lot. Um, and he's been around for a really long time. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Like, like I, I saw a lot of people talking about, like you know, these old time game designers that were like, oh, this guy was huge. Like he was so influential to me. And it's, you know, we like you and I are of a generation that we basically missed the direct stuff he worked on, I guess, other than Call of Cthulhu. Right. And we were kind of inspired by people who were inspired by Greg Stafford. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting. It, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, um, I forget when Gary Gygax, is Gary Gygax still alive? Um, well, like Dave Arneson died a couple years before we made it to full sale and he helped found the game design department there. So, um, yeah, Gary Gygax, uh, 2008, 2008. And then, uh, Dave Arneson, 2009, I think, or 2010, 11, 12, uh, 2009. So, you know, it's like this guy was right after them. Right. Uh, he just lived a healthier life, pretty much. So, um, you know, <clears throat> sad to see him go. Uh, I don't know. You know, he's just been a board member at the company for a while. Like, I don't, I don't think he's directly designed anything in fifteen years. But um, yeah, he's like still I put a big all my, like, figurehead. Yeah, he's like I put all of my work in. You know, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, here's the stuff. Like, people are continuing his legacy, but. You know, his section of it was pretty much done, but, you know, he, he could have lived a little longer on that Call of Cthulhu money. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, we ha also have a little bit of info on uh, Pokemon. The fourth gen is on the way. Oh, yes. Uh, for Pokemon Go. Um, this is going to be... I think this is going to come out... I think it's going to try to keep uh, players involved with mm -hmm. uh pokemon go as pokemon let's go launches uh next month on the 17th 
uh, mm-hmm. for the Switch. Um, I know that some of the characters, I think uh, Piplup, I heard, was already spotted. I haven't seen one. Um, I haven't seen one. But I've heard of yeah, people uh, talking about it. Yeah, they're really teasing the um, starters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have, they, they've said, uh, moving forward, the weather feature will have reduced effects on rates of which Pokemon will appear. As you explore mm-hmm. a given area, you'll notice a greater variety of Pokemon species will appear over time. And certain areas, such as parks, nature reserves, will contain more variety, uh, variety of Pokemon, or more varied Pokemon species. A wider variety right. is what I was trying to say. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's something to keep an eye out for um, if you are still into it and still trying to get, um, like, load up your Pokemon Go so when Let's mm-hmm. Go comes out, you can throw them into the Safari Zone and transfer them to your oh, yeah. game, uh, which is why I'm collecting doubles. That's my game. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. I don't want to miss out on anything. All right, and uh, some other. Uh, this is really cool, and I, I we're biased on this, I guess. Yeah, a little um, bit. This is where we both went to school, but uh, Full Sail University in Orlando area um, is actually going to make what will be the largest esports arena in the U.S. or as in the esports arena at a college. At a college. That's what they said. I feel like esports arenas are a little bit more mobile. So they just kind of like yeah. Typically, it's like, hey, let's slap one up in this whatever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. What we're looking at here, um, the facility be known as the Fortress. um, Nice. And it will be a um, eleven thousand two hundred square foot arena featuring room for five hundred fans. Pretty big. It has a a nice middle stage. It has a um, almost like seating that has a, a screen behind the seating mm-hmm. um, for people mm-hmm. that are on the opposite side it has chair floor seating. And then the stage in the middle will house tables with computers and chairs. Um, it has the lighting rig up top, of course, with a, uh, uh, like a circular um, screen that revolves that you can, uh, you know, it'll kind of probably rotate slowly showing, you know, this person versus this person, you know, wins, losses, draws, all that kind of stuff. So, they have the Armada coming in. It's going to be a really big esports um, arena, and I can't wait to see what these guys do. This is really big, and a lot of people don't um, like. They don't understand. They're just like, "Oh, it's an esports arena." Um, it's not just an esports arena. They're going to have um, students primarily run the entire show. Right, which um, is really cool. Like which to is, get that that kind of credit and stuff. Yeah, which, yeah, which is really really cool. Sure, mm-hmm. um, they they're gonna have other people there that are you know big and like the people who call the shots. But all of the um, like all of the seating arrangement, all of the organizing, all of the camera work, all of the setup of lighting and rigs and computers and everything that's gonna all be mm-hmm. done by students. Um, the same with NXT uh, WWE's. Uh, kind of like entry show NXT it's shot at full sale live. And, uh, yeah, like I knew a ton of people that while we were going there that worked on that show and it's yeah. mainly just like film students kind of getting there, you know, like I want to focus on camera, you know, running the camera. I don't want to focus right. on, you know, writing my own show. Uh, I want to focus on, you know, learning camera work and stuff like that. So, I mean, that mm-hmm. kind of works out. Um, 
editing behind the scenes audio i know they did had a big audio program yeah um well not i mean music and then also like movie audio or whatever um yeah, Full Sail kind so, of yeah. started with music, though. That was its like—I believe it was originally like a music production uh, thing. Yeah, and they kind of branched out from there into the entire entertainment industry, pretty much. For sure. So yeah, that looks yeah. cool. We'll keep uh, up on that. Like I was <clears> um, <throat> five minutes away, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna try nice. to figure out where they. Uh, I'm gonna try to figure out where they're putting this campus-wise, and then. Uh, I think I know where it has to be based on the fact that they said it's part of, it used to be part of the film MFA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I know where it is, but uh, yeah, the, I mean, Full Sail has been making a lot of like moving and shaking of trying to stay up on top of the industry. Like they had the game user lab went from a, you know, <laughs> nothing was half of a classroom size, what it was originally. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was next to, it was like in between two classrooms pretty much. Right. It, it was, about a half half the size of a classroom. It was deeper than it was wide. Uh, it was cool in there, but like, you know, yeah. it was not a lot going on. And then they they went and put in a fucking joint project with wargaming that makes uh, World of Tanks, and it was super cool in there. Um, sure. That's really cool. So they've been doing a good job staying ahead, and uh, that's why tuition is what it is. Yep. Got them. Um, but it is what it you know it is one of those things. I always say it, you know what you put into it is what you kind of get out of it. For um, sure. So it's you know if you do like there's like in hindsight if I had done a few other things I could probably be a little further along than I am. But that's the way it yeah. works with everything. Yeah, that's so. that's definitely true. I mean, like I mean that's true of like my entire educational career. I'm right. like, ooh boy, I really fucked out on this one. I can't wait to restart. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah, we've we've teased this for the last like five years. Uh-huh. Um so PSN is finally having a a you know name a PSN online ID change. Um yeah. so they're first going to roll out the the beta, so people that are in the, the preview program. Um you can change your name once for free because they understand that you were young back then, you were foolish. Yeah. And uh, you know, this time um Normally, it'll cost $10. If you're a Plus member, it'll cost $5 for every additional change. Yep. Um, um, and they have some cool dope. features. One of the features is the option to uh, display your previous username alongside mm-hmm. your new username. So your friends can kind of get, like, they can kind of understand, okay, yeah. that person is, was this person. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this is going to be, like, a whole thing. Yeah, who the <laughs> fuck is Teeth McGeats? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it used to be nice warm. Like, okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> you said one on your uh, uh, on Facebook that really made me laugh, and I was like, I was like, damn, dude, oh, I don't know. I would, I would keep that one. People are going to. There's be some really good for... ones. Um, Fart the Snatcher Four Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fork Parker, which is the fake CEO of Devolver Digital. Oh yeah, it's like that that old man image. Yeah. Um, he said, if you think I'm going to change my name out of ass-eating grandpa 69, you're out of your fucking mind. So that was good. Um, in the chat, someone's <laughs> like, nice one. You can change your name to Hot Dog Water too, like the fucking guy from last night. <laughs> there was a guy in Friday the 13th called Damn. Hot Dog Water. That Who do you think Hot Dog Water 1 was? He left. Damn. Hot dog water. It was hot dog water one. I think was the guy's name. And so I would have to be two. But who's hot dog yeah. water? 
is that's a good question who the fuck took the hot username <laughs> xx underscore hot dog water underscore xx <laughs> if you have an underscore or an x anywhere in your name it's time to get rid of that shit i free. Th- for real i feel like the guy that we were playing with the hot dog water guy we were like hot everyone goes is his name hot dog water <laughs> and everyone's like damn and i was like i'm pulling for hot dog water to win this whole thing and then he left <laughs> i think he got like he didn't have the nerves he couldn't <laughs> He got harassed. <laughs> Time to leave. I'm getting doxxed. I, I feel. I feel like he just like he couldn't stand the pressure. It was just too much mm. for him. And you know, he took. You know, he understood. If you can't take the heat, get the fuck out of the kitchen. And he left. Oh, this is interesting. Not all games and applications for PS4, PS3, and Vita are guaranteed to support online ID change, so you may occasionally encounter errors. Yep. That's why, why you would pick that it right. That's why you pick it right the first time, son. Yeah, why would that matter? I don't know. Maybe I feel maybe like, like save file names and things. I feel like that's part of their like I don't know everywhere. I don't know how Xbox does it, but they said you can revert back to your old ID. Well, Xbox anytime like if you're looking at trophies, if you're looking at, I mean, basically anything in Xbox, it's a operating system level thing. So it'll leave the game to go to that. It's kind of like when you right. leave a PlayStation game to go to the save screen like the actual save itself is clearly on playstation 4 operating system not in the game like who makes so, the achievements for xbox is uh, that like a post thing good question is that a post thing that i don't know microsoft that. does in tandem or is it i don't know that yeah i don't know i feel like that could be i don't know that's that could be part of the issue maybe microsoft makes uh maybe maybe the company makes trophies but but uh Microsoft makes achievements or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know what kind of issues it would cause. Like, maybe if it's trying to extract your name, it'll always use your old username instead of your new one. But that's not really, like, an issue, I don't think. You just fucking backspace out. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see what kind of issues that causes, because I'm sure there'll be something. Oh, there will definitely be something. So, I'm interested. Yeah, definitely. I don't know anybody who really wants to change their name. Mm -hmm. So... I figured, I actually figured Pasty Pasta Man would want to change his name when he first got that name. Um, yeah. But I think he is pretty well set on it now. I don't think it's a... Mm-hmm. Maybe Kesaria, she might want to change her name to actually be Kesaria. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So now that that day is finally upon us, we'll go back into uh, seeing what Xbox has got going on. Um mm-hmm. October 2018 uh, update for Xbox. It's bringing back avatars. Hell no. Which is weird. And um, you know what's crazy is that they, I, in my opinion, they look worse. <laughs> they look weird. They, they, they look horrifying. They're right in that uncanny valley. Just dunking their nuts right in my uncanny valley. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know. It's, it, I, I wondered about this because way back when I like created an xbox account i had the avatar and you had little, to it was part of your uh user account. right and my picture yeah. is still that avatar and then i was yes. like how do i change this and they have all these like really terrible icons that i could change it to uh-huh. and i'm like i don't want any of these no so i just no, left no, it the avatar no. and now they're bringing oh, yeah. it back so uh right Swim maybe i'll get a, maybe i'll get an updated uh photo of my avatar mm-hmm. and then just be done with it so weird. Yeah. When did they uh, get rid of this? How long? How long's it been? 
Oh, I mean, the Xbox One did not have avatars. I think the Xbox oh, okay. One's avatar thing just didn't work properly at launch, so they were like, yeah, fuck it. I like that uh, the, but one, yeah. the one guy back here is a young PC principal from South Park. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, musculature, the musculature is really fucking me up. Like, look at his legs. It's like, he's like, I don't know if he's extremely buff or if he's kind of fat. Are those capris? Well, those are definitely capris. You gotta wear capris if you're a uh, fucking game animation character. But, like, it just looks, this looks, they're like, the musculature of the body that I'm looking at here on these characters is really fucking me up. It's all bad. It's weird. It's cool that they're bringing, like, differently abled The lines are all there, but they're super stylized. Yes. Uh, I really like this. Uh, so there's a couple characters in wheelchairs. Pretty dope wheelchairs, to be honest. Very expensive. Right next to the wheelchair on the right, there's a girl with a fake leg. That's neat. She's okay. got like the hook, the hook hand ass fucking kick ass two leg. Like the spring loaded leg. Hell yeah. Yeah. The thing's dope. That's the one to have. That's like what, uh, what was the guy's name that killed his wife? That had the fake legs. One fake leg. I'm gonna it's need a Special you. Olympics guy or something. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and uh, narrow. I'm gonna that go down. ahead and hold on, <laughs> hold on. Uh, he had a great name for it, a great name to murder your wife with. Um, uh, handicapped. The guy on the right has Kill no arms. Wife. What? The guy on the right has no arms. Just no arms. Where? No arms. I see a lot of arms. There's like no arm, he said. Not seeing that it's, one. I don't know. Oh. Straight in the center, this guy in the gray shirt, blonde, camo shorts. Oh, you can see his left arm, never mind. Yeah, if you just straight up don't have an arm, that's pretty dope. I cannot okay. How is it that I typed in handicapped killed wife? <laughs> Didn't find it. Really? How often does this fucking happen? That's what I said. You're going to have to narrow it down. Um, hold on. It's a, no pun intended, grim time in the world. All right. We'll go ahead and... I'll chime in with that and like, He'll Oscar start, Pistorius. Yeah. Oscar Pistorius. I've never heard of that one. South African sprint runner uh, had that spring leg. He killed his wife. A girlfriend. So sorry. All right, I'm sorry to bring that up. All right. Move right along. Dark is Darksiders 3. It was brutal. Uh, so Darksiders 3 is going to have at least two post-launch DLCs. Uh, I just can't get excited for this. No, first of all... <laughs> sorry. Um, first of all, like, the game... Like, I look at the game and I'm like, this is not going to work. Like, yep. it just, I look at that. And then they're already going, oh, we have two post-launch DLCs confirmed. It's like, bitch, put that in the main game. Well, you know. know. That's that's a weird argument. I know, but it's like, if, I don't know. Well, I, I, know, what you're, I know what you're saying. If this game is under, like, 15 hours, that shit needed to be in the main game. Um. Yeah, It's it's odd because, like, so this is not the original team that worked on Darksiders 1 and 2. So that's already a huge fucking red flag for me. 
like the majority of them went and worked with, uh, you know, Joe Madura on the airship syndicate team that made um, battle chasers. So, you know, THQ went under and they were like, well, let's go do our thing. Yeah, I believe they are all paid DLCs. I don't know if they've announced like free added content yet. But yeah, I mean, um, why would you announce post DLC, post launch DLC if it wasn't? When your game is already like, it. it's the game is already teetering on like, I don't know if it's going to be able to even make its money back, let alone be good enough to like warrant multiple trips back to it. You know what I mean? It was risky for Spider-Man to be talking about, oh, here's what the season passes for. We're going to have additional content or whatever. Like, that was a risky move. For Spider-Man. For Darksiders 3, it's it's like, it's almost suicide. Yeah. Um, I, man, I don't know. This game's, I feel like it's doomed from the get-go. And I, I'm the, not feeling great about it. The, the thing that could help it is the fact that I'm going in underwhelmed. That's and definitely true. Like, okay, so that was that was true for the first Darksiders. I think the first Darksiders did really well because it didn't have to be anything. Um, you know, damn, somebody answered in the chat. It was Oscar Pistorius the whole time, and I was still looking it up like an idiot. <laughs> Shit. So <laughs> that's all I called. <laughs> it's brutal. Snap back. So yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it's a different team. It's six years late. I thought Darksiders 2 was kind of a weak game. Hmm. Um, I liked Darksiders 1 a lot more. Yeah, so see, they had this idea that was really good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that idea definitely fell apart after the first game. And they yeah. should have just ignored, you know, the idea in general. And just move along in, in that same universe or whatever. Yeah, but they kept pulling yeah. back to this other thing. And now we have... I think the main character of this game feels... Like out of left field, it yep. doesn't feel right. Well, I don't know if if Fury was ever introduced in two, but like, um, I don't know. It, it's a uh, yeah. The character feels really out of left field. There really hasn't been any marketing push around this, so that's an issue. Yep. Um, I guess it's all back under the THQ banner again, but yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's doomed probably, and it's coming out this. Like next month, right? Yeah, November. Fucked. So you're already fucked. you're already destroyed. You have Red yeah. Dead Two Online coming out, Fallout seventy six, Pokemon Let's Go, and that's just the top three on my head that I can think of. Hmm. Like, good God! And the only thing that could save it is it's later in November. But I don't even know what uh, else is coming out in November. I know we have Battlefield somewhere in there that has their new Battle Royale mode. Yeah. Like, Fallout, of course. Yeah, it's not going to be good for these guys. So I think they're going to be pretty bummed about this. All right. And the last little bit that we have here um, is some news coming from CD Projekt on Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk this is pretty cool. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 dev um, enlists multiplayer studios to help them in some way. They haven't said in what way, but they're working with <laughs> a company, uh, a, a studio called Digital Scapes. Um, on something multiplayer. Um, they hired them to work alongside uh, the Polish developer, CD Projekt. Um, Digital Escapes worked with another Polish studio, Techland, on Dying Lights, Be the Zombie PvP mode. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it's very interesting to hear them 
say anything about multiplayer because I thought this game was having no multiplayer at all. I thought this was just straight up going to be a single player RPG. Um, mm. And they've the game is billed as a true RPG, definitely not a multiplayer shooter, but yet they yet they've grabbed this this team to help alongside and there's supposed to be some multiplayer component in some way um the digital escapes boss said in a press release that the deal is for a long-term partnership related to talent experience and technical knowledge mm-hmm. um during the press release from cd they specifically called out digital escapes history with triple a multiplayer Console and PC game development, development tools creation, asset production, and cloud computing. Um, so I'm not sure. Like, Digital Escapes will be helping CD Projekt Red with creating and optimizing technical solutions to help in cyberpunk's development. Um, yeah, th- this one's this one's a weird one. Uh, they could be picking these guys up for. Um, some sort of online something, or maybe they're just picking them up for their, you know, you know, just extra help. On yeah, I, I mean, I could see like, um, I could see them picking up these, you know, getting this help from these guys for maybe these guys will help make like, um, it's it's been done in the past that a company makes a game and then they let somebody else make some expansions, right. And, or, or like, um, kind of like polish, you know, just right. adding that. Let somebody else take over, like keeping the game alive as a service, basically. Yeah, there are companies, there are studios that that's all they do. They don't mm-hmm. make games; they just finish other people's games. Right, which you know, nothing wrong with that. It's all definitely all about skill. Um, I think it might be the know, first time that CD has done that. Though. I I think this is the first time CD's worked with anybody, maybe other than Bioware, to get that original engine. Right. But like, um, you know, it, it's possible that they're going to work on a multiplayer component or whatever. Um, you know, CD Projekt Red's been really cagey about that. I mean, and, the only like, thing we have is it says we'll feature multiplayer support in some capacity. Exactly. Like, they're not saying how or why. So, like, right. it, I mean, it could be possible that these guys just know how to make a lot of shit happen on screen at once. Um, it That's, could be. It could be. Their know, I mean, like. Their cloud computing in general. They could just want them right. for just their, want that tech, that tech, and possibly their tool creation. Maybe they have some mm-hmm. tools um, that have been developed, like um, for art, like for art pipeline or for development pipeline, that just make the job easier. And right. they're like, well, we could just buy that, or we could just buy the fucking tech from the company, basically, and just work with them so they don't give it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then now that's ours. Yeah. Who knows? So you know, it's it could be a lot of things. Um, this could definitely be an interesting, like, the idea of CD Projekt Red collaborating with other studios to work on shit is re- extremely awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm I'm definitely gonna need me some of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that could be really good. Um, we'll just yeah, we'll just have to see how it materializes. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, again, this is going to be something like so they added multiplayer to Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Like, it just doesn't exist to me. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I wish that that time would have been spent on making the single player stuff better, but it doesn't hurt me. Like, 
it's just it just doesn't exist for me. Which is I, I'm kind of in a I'm in a really weird spot after seeing the gameplay of Fallout seventy six. I'm like highly worried mm-hmm. um, that it's just not going to be enough single player content for me. Yeah, I think but, uh, in, in Fallout's case, we're going to have to create our own content. You're definitely going to have to create your own uh, your own it, fun there. It's going to be more but, Minecraft, and it depends like, on the it depends on the group you're playing with. That whole right. game is going to be dependent on. Like who sits down up, across from you? Yeah, you know? who? Yeah, who? Like who has the time to sit down the same time you do? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll we'll definitely have to you know keep an eye out, see where it goes. But uh, I mean, with CD Projekt, from what we've seen so far of Cyberpunk, which was way more than I ever expected to see at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not worried at all. It's it could potentially do something kind of dumb that I don't ever play. But if it gets some more money and it makes Cyberpunk 2078 or Witcher 4, or whatever the fuck they make, better? Nah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, when I saw, like, what they were talking about with their history, it mm. just, development tools is a big thing. Like, that's something I'm, as, like, an asset creator, I'm always on the lookout for, is a tool mm. that'll allow me to not have to do, you know, 15 minutes of as cleanup on every tool work. every time I right. use a Boolean, or on every asset every time I use a Boolean. Right. It just, it, things that I can go click and then we're good to go. And that's what they're, mm. I, that's what they're, I think that they're, they're buying, um, as well as, yeah. you know, possibly a few other things, cloud computing and whatnot. Um, sure. but if you want to see more on, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, we have the entire video over at Facebook, um, mm-hmm. facebook.com backslash mammoth games. Inc. you can check out that entire video and more. Um, let us know what you think if you watch that video. It's a long one. It's probably about like yeah. close to an hour. It's a little under an hour. It's like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, yep. So go check that out. Let us know. And anything else. Uh, and feel free if we miss something this week or something you want to see, let us know uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. on Twitter. And we will uh, do our best. But uh, that wraps up the show for All right, uh, real quick. Oh, just saw this come in. Oh boy! Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is a ninety gigabyte download on Xbox One. Um, so PS4 players are going to have to clear out one hundred and five gigabytes on Xbox One. It's ninety. That will, of course, change with patches because a lot of times patches kind of uninstall themselves when they're done and pretty much don't take up any larger space. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll have to keep. That's an weird. Eye that on that how this goes a bit smaller over there. Uh, a size difference of about 16 gigabytes would be in line with the average difference between downloaded and installed sizes. So it's not unusual, apparently. Well, they're saying, you know, on PS4, you're going to have to have 105 gigs to install it. That's the full download and everything. Right. And then Microsoft says the game's size installed is 90. So that's about right. Because you typically download about 16 gigs that kind of delete themselves out when you're done. Okay. Yeah, so they should be about the same size. I think it's a little bit heavier to go on PS4 just because of the operating system. I think the downloads are usually a little bit bigger anyways. But uh, also on Xbox, the downloads sometimes are bigger because it's not quite as efficient. So sure. usually even though. All right. Cool. Yeah, but that is it um, for episode 70. That's pretty big. Yeah, sure. Cool. That's, uh, well... Yeah, I mean we're we're uh we've done a lot. Yeah. Come a long way. But until next week guys, thanks for hanging out. I am Night Swarm. 
and I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.